Hi, Minimal Moose. It's Haruka, and today I'm here to talk with you about my like decluttering journey, sort of like a general update, but primarily things I'm frustrated by um, in this process because I think a lot of what you will see online. Um, I don't know why I'm out of breath because I've literally just been sitting here, but. Um, a lot of what you see online, I think, surrounding minimalism can often be really rosy, really pretty. Um, a lot of the people who are popular YouTubers tend to be really further along their like minimalist journey or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I, I feel like that kind of makes it feel a bit challenging or daunting if that's not where you are. Um, so I just wanted to kind of talk through what I'm struggling with, um, and maybe this is something that you can relate to, or maybe that's something that you might, um, think about and just not, like, really think that that's a very distinct experience that you're having, I guess, if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah, so some things that I'm, um, frustrated by, um, is, like, one aspect is financial, so... There are a lot of like minimalist swaps that I would love to make, um, like getting minimalist and also kind of sustainable swaps, I guess, would be um, how I would frame it. Like it might be while I can't, I, I don't really trust myself to like make my own cleaners, for example. I would love to buy like a more sustainable brand cleaning supply, but that's really not where my budget is at right now. Um, or like I would love to get like a, I'm, I'm staring at my bed right now because it's a mess and I would love to get like a simple duvet that's like warm and just like one thing instead of having like four layers of different blankets, something like that. Um, but that's not something that's really within my budget or like it just doesn't really, obviously like if I really, really wanted to, that's something that I might be able to like make work, but that's just really not a priority right now um things like that and also another aspect of that is like having stock of certain things like i wish i didn't have to forever hang on to these like random you know grocery store bags um or i wish i didn't like have to go through these products that i'm not like the biggest fan of but i should keep just in case like and while you should think of getting rid of the just in cases there's also like a pragmatic side of like um, if you already have it, um, and you're going to stay in the same place for a bit, then it might make sense for you to hold on to it. So those are kind of decisions that I'm kind of struggling with. And also I'm frustrated by, because I know that if I felt more financially secure, that's something that would be easy to kind of part with. And then if I really need it, I can find another way of procuring it. Um, so there's that, uh, aspect for sure. Um, even in that, I know I'm very privileged and, I'm aware of the fact that like any income I make um, while on my on-campus jobs or whatever, I can use for myself um, and for my sustenance and I don't need to like think about covering the cost of anyone else and that's been really, obviously it makes it much easier. Um, so I imagine that this is something that would be harder for other people, um, especially if you're supporting others on your income um, or whatever you make as well. Um, another frustration is so clothing wise, so I have this thread up bag. Um, I'm pretty sure I've talked about thread up in the past, um, but if you don't know what thread up is, they are a upcycling sort of online service where you can order these huge bags um, and they will send that like plastic bag to you and then you can put any clothes um, that are clean um, and ready for someone else to wear in it and then you can send them back and then they will kind of sell it for you. Um, it's not obviously the most lucrative way of selling things, um, but I made the decision that that's probably the best way because at the end they will like try to make sure that whatever supplies um, that you ship over is ups uh, recycled well if not sold um, which is the goal and um, you don't need to handle like personal pickups um, giving like strangers your address or 
um having to kind of worry about handling that and like with the amount of time that that takes i decided that this made the most sense but the problem is that like i i had my first round of decluttering um first of all the thread up company hasn't really given me any updates um since uh, i imagine a lot of my clothes are not really going to sell all that spectacularly um but that's okay but i wish that they had a shorter turnaround granted i know everyone's doing this right now the whole decluttering thing so i understand that it's going to take a while um but so there's that dimension but that's not really that important i think the other side of it is that like if i were to just throw away clothing then it would be easy to just throw away one item kind of move it out of my house but that's really not what i want to do sustainability wise and so i have this like thread up bag sitting in the corner of my room that i can't really strip out yet um i also have these like old clothes that i like need to turn into rags and like that can cause clutter even though i'm decluttering that can be frustrating and also like even within the wardrobe, um, I realized that, so now, um, where I'm based in the U.S. East Coast, um, I've cycled out my winter, I mean, sorry, summer clothing, um, and I've switched over to winter clothing, and, um, while that, like, declutters aesthetically, I like having a lot of my clothing in all in one place, um, and so, like, I have this, like, half large suitcase filled with my summer clothes, and that feels really frustrating, and I would rather not have that load, but at the same time, because I live in such like extreme weathers and I also travel over the summer to hotter places, which is just unfortunate. Um, but so I do really need these different kinds of clothes. Um, and I'm also this kind of like the financial security thing comes back where like if I felt more secure, maybe I would be able to get rid of the things that I don't really immediately use, um, even within the scope of like the full year or like a couple years. And then I'm like holding on to just in case. Um, but that's not really something that I'm like that's not really the set of priorities um that i have right now is to it's not really to optimize space it's also to make sure that i'm optimizing my resources so i'm kind of like kind of going back and forth on that as you can tell by how i'm talking about it um but i i found that a little frustrating um but obviously these are things that i mean it's a part of life like no matter whether or not you're a minimalist um here i always will have like that financial consideration and also like resource optimization sort of um dimensions as well um right i think that all in all a lot of it comes down to it being difficult to just change overnight and i know a lot of people do this like they declutter their entire house over the span of like a week or something um or a couple days even which is so wild to me because i get really emotionally attached to things so parting with things is a very gradual process and i try to honor each and every like item almost um by writing down on my journal what I decluttered um, and that feels like a proper goodbye to me it's kind of like I know that the KonMari method um, Mariko-san talks about saying goodbye or like saying thank you to the items that you're decluttering it's kind of like a similar thought process I guess now that I think about it but for me it's just like writing the item down and acknowledging it um, and then obviously appreciating the things as well um, don't catch me uh saying thank you to my items in my room but i probably do that actually subconsciously i don't know um but yeah i think those things have been frustrating um there's also the dimension of bringing out clutter being bringing in clutter in a way so one example of that would be like i've decluttered a lot of my stationery um by bringing a lot of my pens to work because my work needs like sign up sheet pens um and that i noticed that that jar was empty and i noticed that i had a surplus of pens so why not bring those in um and i did that and now my like uh, stationary supply sorry if you don't aren't a stationary fanatic um this is probably important for you uh but i i have like a ton of um 
highlighter, not a ton, but like a good number of highlighters, colorful pens, uh, mechanical pens, um, black ink pens, things like that, and they all fit in my two pencil stands, um, but like that's a lot of visual clutter. Like in the past, I would have tucked these away, um, but because of just how my storage system is set up now, um, it's something that I have like right in front of my face and that's kind of annoying. Um, but I know that this will help me continue to declutter the items that I do have because I don't use every single one of these like 2,000 pens that I have in these pencil stands still. So I'm still working through decluttering those. Um, so I think that that can be kind of another dimension of decluttering is where, at least for me, because my decluttering process is so slow, I'm bringing out clutter into like in front of my face so that I can gradually work through them. But the downside of that is that you kind of have this clutter in front of your face and it feels stressful, which is like the fundamentals reason why I think a lot of people enter into the world of minimalism as well. Um, so I think that based on these frustrations for me, what I need is patience and just like an understanding. It, it's kind of the general, you know, understanding that you aren't perfect, understanding that you can't make changes overnight, um, those kinds of things um, that I really find challenging overall. Um, and I get really frustrated with myself on that front. Um, but I think that making small steps every day at the same time can be reassuring because if I get nothing else done in that day, at least in one direction of my life, I'm moving towards what I want to be. And I think that that's really reassuring. So in a way, decluttering can also be really reassuring. I don't really mean to talk about like the positives, but I feel like it feels wrong to not explain the positives of what minimalism can bring because I think overall I mean the reason why I'm continuing to pursue this and talking about this on a podcast um I'm even applying to like do a TEDx talk I don't think I'm gonna get it but I hope I do I don't know um but about minimalism um and I it's because I really believe that the positives outweigh the detriments of it um and I think that this is something that can add value across different people's experiences no matter where you are in life or on this earth geographically um, or in terms of industry, anything like that, um, or financial security as well. So here we are. Um, if, yeah, I guess I'd love to hear, um, shoot, I still need to figure out the in interaction part, um, but I'd love to hear what people's frustrations have been. Um, I think that this really depends also geographically where you live. Um, I'd also like to add the caveat um, that I, I live in the U.S. right now, um, or living in feels like a bit of a stretch, but I, I'm uh, residing, I guess, in the United States, um, where trash, uh, trash and recycling is very straightforward and very simple. Um, and I know that this is not the case back home for me. So back home in Japan, um, recycling, I think there is actually, and this is not an exaggeration, like maybe 20 categories of recycling. Um, getting rid of, of things can be really stressful because there's so many things you need to think about. Um, tra for trash, there are these paid bags that you need to buy and you can only get rid of trash in those bags. Um, so it, it's really frustrating to do the same in Japan and I know that like that I'm sure is true in other places as well. Maybe you don't have a good trash collection system um, or maybe you don't have or maybe you do have actually a really excellent system but it's so excellent that it takes a lot of work to get rid of things um, and I, I understand that that makes things so much harder which is why I would advocate actually for the slower decluttering process because then you know it's a smaller burden on your like trash process maybe um, there's only one thing you need to figure out that day how to get rid of 
um, or I'd like maybe pay to get rid of because I know in Japan like if you want to get rid of an electronic item you need to pay like five dollars which is kind of a lot for like getting rid of something right like you would think that it would be the opposite but um, there's not much of like a reselling culture as well there's definitely a like a donating culture or like you hand it down to your friend like you share resources but it's not like a you sell secondhand things all that much in Japan traditionally at least so like I know that I acknowledge that that's very different and here it's so easy for me to like sell a piece of clothing I might not make much off of it but there can be some takers I know that that's probably also not a part of a lot of cultures depending on like your socioeconomic status um, maybe like your social circles I don't really know um but and then another frustration that I can think of that other like types of folks might have like say you're a makeup guru on YouTube or something right like it's part of your job to go through these products and while you might be interested in minimalism it would also be hard for you to continue making the types of income that you already have or already make um with that mindset as well so that could be frustrating I imagine um I'm just trying to like go through other categories oh my goodness being a parent like I can't like that that must be really really hard to have a child have this being that doesn't quite get those ideas like it would be hard to you know tell a little kid that well okay we're being minimalist so we're not gonna get you that toy like that's something that's really hard for like a three-year-old to understand for sure um if your child does great fantastic but um yeah I I know that I really liked toys myself (laughs) when I was little so so I can imagine and also you're so busy you're so tired like there's so many other things that comes to play also if someone's like if you work um I have this like friend's friend kind of who works like 70 hours a week or so on top of being a student and I don't understand how he does it but like if you work at that pace I I don't imagine you would have the time to really be thinking about minimalism even though like that's kind of the lifestyle while minimal where minimalism can actually be really beneficial because you really have no time for anything else um so that's just kind of like a quick overview of like the types of aspects of minimalism that can be really frustrating um roughly to give you a tldr it's like shortness of resources or time um or in fact like an overly good system in that that gives you a source of stress so with that said i'm gonna keep this episode fairly short but i just wanted to kind of do this episode because i i would i would love for you to be really patient with yourself be patient with the process and if you have people in your life that you're trying to get to be minimalist or you would love to have them be interested um i know that a lot of minimalists say don't like tell people to be minimalist you know just like share with them what joy brings and i think that's really helpful um but i also think that i mean don't go decluttering their things obviously but um showing like being a little bit more in their face about it is good because i mean it's something that you believe is helpful for you then like why wouldn't you want that for your loved ones as well so um I think that slowly introducing that process into their lives is not a bad thing um, as long as you're being respectful and kind and like show where you're motivated by that like it's coming from a love like a spot of love or place of love I guess (laughs) place of love um, and not um, trying to force them into something that is bad for them it's something that you're trying to encourage them to do something that's great for them Um, so I thought that sharing the like frustrations that people like myself or that I can imagine others experiencing might be helpful in sort of putting things in context um, having a little bit more sort of wiggle room for yourself and for others Um, so with that I'll end this episode thank you so much for coming back to this podcast today um, and every other day that you have Um, and yeah I look forward to talking with you again in the next episode bye minimal moves